So, um, I'm really glad that this is a smaller crowd today because I'm super nervous. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited to share God's word with you. Uh, there's one constant theme. Um, see, it was June 15th when I, I come to know Lord as my personal Savior. It was around June 15th, so somewhere close to a year that I've been saved so far. And there's a constant theme that keeps coming back up into my mind, and it's rest, rest, rest. And when you think about that in our society today, uh, you know, that's something that's kind of alien to all of us, I believe. You go to a doctor, and they give you the prognosis, whatever it is, and they say, well, you're going to need more rest, too. And it's like, doc, you going to give me something for that? Because... You know, we learn how to work really well, and we're pushed to do such a thing, but very rarely do we, do we get enough rest. And that's one thing that uh, in our Christian life, I think, is it carries over from our carnal wor worldview into our Christian worldview, where you get saved, and then immediately, okay, now what can I do for Christ? But from the get-go, the true gospel is not what we can do for him. The gospel is what he has done for us. He had, when he died on the cross and he said it is finished, Christ literally finished everything. Israel says it all the time. He done everything necessary. Every, every other bit of work that we do as a Christian, everything, it's not necessary. It's not needed. It's a privilege. Everything that we get to do in this walk with him is a privilege. It's important but it's a privilege. So in chapter 7, we'll look at Paul, what he's writing to the Romans, and he says in chapter 7 and verse 15, or verse 14, he says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For, for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do, or that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of the mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So Paul was going through a struggle, right? Even though it was a bunch of confusing words there packed into a couple of verses, what he's saying is those things that I want to do, which is the Spirit leading us to understand those good things that we want to do, the good things. He said, I, 
I can't do those things because I constantly want to do, I want to sin. And that's what's in our heart. That's why the Bible said, people always say, well, listen to your heart. But don't do that because the heart is continually wicked. It's continually evil. So with our bodies having this constant battle with our flesh or spirit having this constant battle with our flesh, how do we find rest? How can we find assurance in those things? Matthew chapter 11 I mean, does anybody else have that battle? You know, when you, we look at our sin constantly and we think, what a wretch I am. And, but with the understanding that God is good, right? But it doesn't keep us from getting beat down from our constant sin. And I, I think that's something that people forget too the longer that they've been saved is we still sin. And we do it a lot. But thank God that he takes care of the secret sin as well as he does the outward sin and the confessed sin. But in chapter 11 of Matthew and verse, make sure I don't, verse uh, 25, he says, At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he, to whomsoever the Son will reveal him, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Um, I have I've witnessed um, a lot of Christians, professed Christians, who have been in the walk of faith for a really long time, pastors, pastors' wives, teachers, deacons, who are tired. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we say it to each other on a daily, how you doing this morning, brother? How you doing this, sister? I'm tired. I'm tired. When's the last time you found rest? Now, you could say the same thing to me that, or to anybody that you would to the doctor. Well, you prescribe rest, but how do you get that? It's the gospel. That's it. You know, a lot of people look at the gospel like it's just milk. The gospel is meat. It goes far beyond just saving someone. It's a walk of life. It is something that carries, carries us from this walk protects us all the way into the next life. And the gospel just continues on working. It continues doing the thing that it's always done. Finding rest for the Christian is taking your eyes off of yourself and off of your sin and putting them on Christ. And not looking at work like, well, it's got to be done, so I guess I'll do it. But what a privilege to be able to do something for the church of God that may edify them and lift them up and doing something for Christ or with Christ should be better said. And every single thing in your Christian walk, you can let it rely, you can, you can believe that it, you know, it relies on you and that you uphold that. But Christ holds each and every single one of us. It is through his spirit that there is any good thing done in us. 
and any, any good thing that we may or may not do. So this morning, I want you to focus on finding rest in him. It, it's not always that simple to just think, well, I need to rest in Christ because it's easy to lay down in the bed and think, I need rest. But it's hard to go to sleep. So focus on Christ, not yourself, not your sin, and not the people around you because it's really easy to point fingers and say, well, look at that, at least I'm not doing that. But, oh, wretch that I am, saved of God, and just let's try to find rest today. Try to find rest and continually seek that in your life because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Be happy. Find happiness in him. Find rest in him because uh, it's... It's something that you need in your carnal life. It's also something that we need in our spiritual walk with him. So I'll close this out, and then we can go to class. Lord, we thank you for this.